I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And well- welcome to their I like totally blinked. I was just sitting there like, uh-huh. I started going and I was like, Gabs, are you okay? <laughs> Bestie, what's wrong? Yay, 50 episodes! <laughs> Woo! We fucking did it, bro. We just didn't but it's fine i got distracted because um something related to today's special just got an, i just got a notification for it and i'll get into it um once we start getting through our notes but mm-hmm. yes this is our 50th episode therefore we are doing a special um yeah. and i came up with the idea for our special like a week or so ago because liz picked out our first special and then you know we knew we wanted to do something kind of big for this mm-hmm. special um it ended up not being porn it's related to porn, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we are not going to be reading porn. So I apologize if that's what you come to these readings for, but that's not happening today. But <laughs> it is still a readings. monumental thing because we are talking about, but uh, bongo moment, the the start of the Empreg genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not going to do any updates? Like, oh. on our lives? So usually see, we I'm like really frazzled right now <laughs> and also still sick. So oh my brain my isn't working. But yeah, let's do some updates. I, you know, um, Liz, um, we both were sick. We went, we had our first live show at Hallmat, Matt, which, yeah. was, which was really awesome. Um, thank you to our friends who came. We did get the whole thing recorded. Um, yes. So I'll see about uploading that yep. in the near future. May, see if we can get some subtitles because um, we yeah. were tipsy. So I don't know how coherent any of <laughs> we were very our tipsy. recording is. <laughs> Um, shout out to the one person who came, right, who is a fan of my normal panels. Um, I was like, so my probably Japanese like, music what panels. the so fuck is this? So he came because I was running the panel. And before this, I only run Japanese music panels. So he saw my name and he was like, oh, cool. I'll come to this panel. Sorry, bestie. <laughs> Sorry, bestie. You got yourself in the fucking something. He literally like, gr- audibly groaned and left the room. And I'm like, I hope this does not stop you from coming to the rest of my, my- panels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun times. But yeah, we, we went to Hallmat. We went to Universal. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to Universal. Liz was not able to come this year. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Liz ended up getting COVID, but I didn't. So yeah, instead- I tested positive for COVID. So I spent Christmas in my room. My, my Christmas dinners in the gamer chair. The As real you throne. do. That's what I did, but I would have done that anyways. (laughs) See, I thought, I was, like, convinced I had COVID, and, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. Jewish, so I don't celebrate Christmas, so my family doesn't, so Nick and I celebrate with his family, um, so the plan was to go to his parents, but we, like, you know, Liz had just gotten diagnosed, um, a couple of our friends had strep, uh, Liz was the only person we were with in close contact with masks off that had COVID, so we were still concerned, so we're like, okay, we're not gonna go to his parents his mom is immunocompromised and stuff um and we weren't able to get tested because you know before christmas you literally could not find a test you still can't find one. fucking tests it's, it's not as bad as it was in my really opinion. can you find tests near you yeah we got some after christmas yeah we i literally, literally can't find any before christmas though because my my dad just tested positive mm-hmm. this morning and so we're trying to like find tests for like my siblings and my mom mm-hmm. and like we can't fucking find any it's Insane. We ended up having to go to a walk-in clinic like an hour away. Um, it's 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 a rough time. Yeah, I literally. So we we were trying to make these appointments right, and it, like we finally were able to get in our stuff done Christmas like Eve, 
um, before they all closed. But we were, I was on the phone for like an hour in the morning calling a bunch of different clinics around me asking to like if anyone had it. And some bitch goes um, – she's like, we don't have any appointments left for today. And I was like, okay, do you have any for tomorrow? And she was like, tomorrow's Christmas. And that exact voice. I was like, sorry, lady. I don't stop being sick on Christmas, nor do I celebrate it. So Yeah, literally all you could – all she had to say was like, we're close for Christmas. Yeah, she like... was, it literally made me so angry. Like I – never have been so tempted to put on my can i speak to your manager voice before like that was just so it was just icky i'm like sorry lady uh non-christians exist and i do not care um Mm -hmm. but yeah also not every place is closed for christmas exactly and what was driving me crazy is that a lot of these like clinics and hospitals said on their website that they were open like you know that day before christmas and then Mm -hmm. i would call and they'd be closed and i was like fuck you guys um getting my hopes up but yeah, um, so I don't have COVID, but I mm-hmm. do have some mystery illness that is not strep or the flu. So um, um, yeah, so that's also why we can't record our fiftieth yeah. together. We cause... wanted to be in person. We had planned on it, but yeah, it just you know, Liz yeah. My also... my final like day of like where I'm like slightly contagious is like tomorrow. So well, not only that, I can't but like be... you were so sick that we couldn't even record earlier in the week like we're well i wasn't so sick i was just like sniffling and coughing slightly and i was like i don't want people to hear that i wasn't sick at all from covid i was like fine i was was just like like, sick and i was like jesus liz being i was just like sniffling a bunch which i normally do anyway so i was like sniffling so and also very congested which you can probably hear so yeah so i was like (laughs) i don't want to like bother everyone so if we can put off recording when i'm like totally fine i was totally fine like two or three days ago oh yeah well i like i didn't get covid didn't really even get me sick this time i like had like a slight cough and sniffle for a day Mm -hmm. and then just like normal slight congestion i didn't even like have a fever so yeah you have your booster already and stuff right no i don't don't? no yeah i mean (laughs) i that's part of why i was so freaked out if i had covid because i had gotten my booster the week before so my friends were like you probably like got it too soon like covid after getting my booster so the booster didn't work but like i don't have covid so i don't know what's wrong with me so um obviously this is weekend's new year so we can't go celebrate with nick's parents yet so we're planning to go like the following week but we're trying Mm -hmm. to get like tested before we go see his parents just in case but like like you said it is so hard to like find anything right now like nick had a like struggle to book um a booster shot Yep. Um, yeah, fun times in the hellscape that is our world. Um, I spent this past week literally just, like, playing video games 24-7, so that was, like, pretty fun. Oh, have we recorded since I officially made it into Top 500 in Overwatch? I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I cracked the 0.1% of gamers uh, in the country, which was, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm not top 500 anymore, but I'm just below it. So for those of you guys who understand what that means, you understand how kind of cool it is for me. And I've also started kind of like doing VOD reviews for people and like coaching mm-hmm. people, which is really fun because I Ooh. enjoy like teaching to an extent. So it's basically just teaching. Um, so like tonight after we record and after I have therapy, I'm going to be helping um, a friend of mine learn some support stuff better so i I, it's just it's really fun so um if you listen and you like gaming and overwatch and you want to get better i am more than happy to help coach uh no cost i i I just just i've just been playing a lot of guild wars and call of duty and it's Mm. a fun time i love it yes i'm learning how to snipe in call of duty which is like 
that's stressful hard. it's a rough time but i want to get better at it because it'll just like improve my accuracy in all games i play yeah I like feel. if i play any fpss so i'm like i'm gonna do that and, i tried you know. um apex which i've heard is like not apex uh valorant which i've heard is like similar to cod and i hated uh, it it's um, like in terms yes of like and pacing, no i mean yeah in terms of pacing yeah and i hated it It was way too fucking slow paced i am not playing a 40 minute game no um, it, well no caught well it's like if you're playing like just like like deathmatch in valorant well, death like is the same everywhere yeah I mean, I mean call of, of duty like games game. at least what i play only last 10 minutes <laughs> that's not bad somebody told yeah. me though like everyone was telling me it was like similar to csgo or cod and i was like that means nothing to me i don't I play it. competitive call of duty though i only mm -hmm. play casuals because like everyone Girl goes moment. why do you why do you do that to your mental health and i go, like playing call of duty i go it's called I play deathmatch only and I turn off all uh all voice chat so I don't have to hear anyone speak. <laughs> you are so valid. So that's what I do and that's how I avoid the stress and toxicity um when I play Call of Duty anyway and I'm still like I'm usually not to brag but I'm usually like the top player in any lobby I'm in. So Ooh, sexy. I'm like really I'm like okay cod and like that's the only game where I i'm like you know what? like i'm kind of good at this and that's because like i've been obsessively playing call of duty since i was in like seventh grade <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah if you want to see me play call of duty watch my twitch streams it does absolutely it does yes um i guess we can get into it now that's probably yeah i think that's up. about all of the updates we have um because we've just been sitting at home. We've just so. Yeah, like, the semester ended for me. Liz's semester with her students ended. Um, yeah. I, I don't start work for another uh, week and a half, so. I've literally been stuck in my house, so I can't do anything. Yeah. Oh, I guess, like, since since the last episode Spider-Man happened, mm -hmm. greatest fucking cinema experience of my life. Oh, really? my fucking God. Amazing. Everything I ever wanted I and like more. I, I um cried. just for anyone who hasn't gotten a chance to see it yet because the theaters have been so packed trying to get in to see it like Nick and I had to see it like at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday and it was still a crowded theater um it like just be warned for spoilers for the next like minute or so but I really liked it I did but I, I I failed to see how it is being considered like the best MCU movie ever because like well like were you a Spider-Man fan growing yes up? like did you you watched all the movies and like yeah. were you like really into it I wasn't like I was I was into it the same way I'm into MCU now. Like I I enjoy it. Well, I watch all of them, but I wasn't like a major fan. But like yeah, the nostalgia factor was great. But there's so many questions just like left unanswered. Like at the end, in the whole movie, like they never wrapped up Mysterio. Yeah, because he's fucking dead. Right, but the whole thing, like I'm the the public does not forget like that quickly if you get accused of murder. Like, like who, Peter? Yes. Yeah, he. It's they like all the just. Thing. It all just. No, but I'm saying, like, I know at the end everyone forgets, but like the rest, like the beginning and middle of the movie, like they just kind of they just go move on from it. They're like, okay, he's trying to get into college now, and they all just forget about Mysterio. Well, yeah, because it like takes place over like multiple months, right? And, but like, I say, even over multiple months, I feel like if it's like a fucking superhero, you don't forget. Them. Like people still talk about um, Snoop Dogg's like cases from years ago. You know, it's like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, in, even if like you've been proven not guilty, like people still talk about it. So it was just that like ruined the entire version of the entire movie for me because I kept I, I like circle back. 
I wasn't necessarily, like, I guess focusing on that, because, like, they do heavily focus on it, and, like, I for, think like, five within, minutes, like, yeah. well, I think within the middle of the movie, it's, like, you're not spending a lot of time with civilians, and J. Jonah Jameson is still, that like, focusing on it, like, that you're not, he's point. not, he's not really going into public as much during the middle of the movie, so you're not, like, seeing it, and, That's a I good mean, point. And just, he does have know. points where he's proving that, like, he is, like, a good guy. Like, he's still fighting for, like, on the bridge with um Doc Ock. Uh-huh. Like, people see, like, oh, like, he is a hero. Like, he hasn't done anything else. Like, kind of, like, try- starting to sway public opinion because that's usually what it is. Like, there's half and half people who like him because there's still half of people who like him. And they're, like, Mysterio's lying, like, spider-man's good at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. just as there's people who are like spider-man's evil and so um it's like you just there's not a lot of civilians involved within the middle of the movie because you're focused on the the villains and his like fights with them essentially yeah i i get that i i still feel a little iffy about it but andrew garfield was like is my spider-man like he's who i see as spider-man so i was like so happy. i fucking can't believe you and nick how i don't know how nick toby i I have no issues with toby but like i loved so for context guys so my whole family like my dad and i are like the most in mcu in my family and even then like mcu is what i consider my neurotypical interest and that i'm interested in it in a moderate healthy amount it does not consume my life unlike liz Um, but unlike the rest of my interests that do consume my life this is something that i can enjoy like when it comes out and then i don't obsess over it um so growing up of course i saw the spider-man movies but whenever they were on live tv um my mom like would only record uh garfield's movies and stuff because he was hotter to her so um like she specifically would skip like all the movies that she didn't think that had attractive actors and she just thought andrew garfield was hotter so um we specifically always watched the second andrew garfield movie what <laughs> literally the toby mcguire movies are so fucking good. they were they're good yeah I, they're, they're considered yeah. like peak superhero they're movies. great they're i have so no I, they're great but like i said my mom didn't think he was hot so i never got to watch them a lot. i can't do this i obs- so like I was, like, a low-key obsessed as a kid where mm-hmm. I would just rewatch all the Toby movies, like, once a week as a kid because mm-hmm. we had them on DVD, and I was like, I uh-huh. like this. How did I anyone like think you were neurotypical, Liz? I, I still <laughs> am not diagnosed with anything. I'm I still, still technically don't know neurotypical. I, I diagnose you with, with neurodivergence. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, so I obsessively watched Spider-Man movies as a kid. Mm. So, like, literally... We're gonna have to put a major spoiler warning in our description this oh, week. Sure. Um, but like, literally, like seeing Toby on screen again, literally, like made me cry. I was so fucking happy. Little kid me was like in my, like I felt like a little kid in that theater watching all of that. It so much nostalgia. All I of the callbacks. Cry when uh, all Andrew of Garfield the callbacks. Happens. Yeah. All of the callbacks were amazing. Yeah, like, it was really good. good. It was good. And, it was like, just yeah, very nostalgia heavy. And like, I don't know. I didn't think any of the callbacks were like forced. I thought they incorporated them really fucking well. Like when when I tell you when when we're gonna have to stop after I say this because I'm gonna go on for yeah, hours. I'm, when I'm when like Willem Dafoe said like I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. I was like bro 
thank you greatest fucking line ever ever <laughs> so fucking good <sighs> okay we're gonna stop talking yeah, about spider-man uh, because like when when we go into like liz being obsessed with like the mcu like i am obsessed with like spider-man out of all of like the mcu like so much like i yeah. love sam and bucky but like i've been obsessed with spider-man for so much longer so like my brain is just filled with so much knowledge it's okay and my mo- <laughs> version of that will be robert padson's batman i'm so, so fucking hyped for robert pattinson's <laughs> the, the, batman the trailer came on oh in the theater and i was so excited i was like i was like edward edward like not only is it just robert pattinson yeah, but also like i do love shit. batman it looks like such a good batman movie batman was unironically my favorite superhero growing up which is funny because i don't know anything about dc at all i just like batman um, uh huh. And I was like, so my well, dad and I watched all the Batman movies growing up. I was up. gonna say, like, when we were growing up, like that was the prime age of the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. The Dark so... Knight trilogy, my dad and I saw in theaters together every single time. We'd always watch it on live TV. Like, it's good. I think I know my brothers saw um saw the third one together, and I didn't get to see it with them. I we whenever we would go on vacation to Atlantic City, and they had an IMAX theater in our hotel. So when my parents would go out at night and gamble, obviously, like, not when we were, like, five years old, but, like, when we were, like, one of us was, like, 16 or something, they'd send us to the IMAX theater, and then we'd just go up to our room after. Mm-hmm. And so I just have so many nostalgic memories of seeing movies in that theater with Aww. my siblings, and they oh, saw... God uh the third batman movie we saw okay, me and my okay. younger brother wait sorry me and my younger brother saw the original suicide squad movie and we came out just talking about how hot margot robbie was. valid liz we have an hour and a half and i'm, I'm so cutting sorry. you off <laughs> um so, i need a superhero podcast so that's what i need you do with someone who is not me it's gonna be with i need to make one with harrison that's what I it agree. needs to be i'd, I'd listen. okay um so like i said this is our mpreg special sorry that we then spent a 15 minute detour <laughs> sorry about that Um, if you're interested there is plenty of mpreg mcu stuff out there so go have and i'm not reading it yeah because so this this episode like we had so many different plans for it because like one thing failed then another failed so at one point i told liz i was like you're gonna have to find an mpreg fic and she's like i don't read these like i i don't i think i may have read like one by accident years ago i read them in and high that's school it. like i have no shame i read them in high school um and then if it happens in uh omegaverse fix that i read now i'll read them but like i don't i don't like it so i don't look for it i don't like pregnancy in general which is funny like i love breeding kink but i hate pregnancy so i don't like pregnancy within fix i don't like pregnancy period so <laughs> especially in fix <laughs> so yeah yeah but um, so our original plan, and this is why I got so scatterbrained at the beginning, was to talk about, well, I guess I'll, I'll talk about what Omegaverse is first, and then yeah. we'll talk about what the original plan was, right? Yeah. So MPreg, aka male pregnancy, is where men become pregnant, typically cis men. Um, I have seen this also referred to with trans, man, trans men, and we can talk about that in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it's very... It's mostly common in slash or male x male fic and very rarely in het or male x female fic. It does exist in female x female fic as fempreg, um, but it's mm-hmm. a lot less common and probably wouldn't even have... Sorry, I just looked out my window and when I'm, my across-the-street neighbor is upstairs, this very elderly man, and he's like back... Using like this massive back scratcher. Good like, for him. Right he's in front of the window. And I am... He's getting in there. 
is this how my neighbors see me like with my windows open just like gaming at 2 a.m every night is this what they look at <laughs> i just got really I, i've i've seen my room from outside like my room just looks like pink because i have the leds right it's glowing <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, he is—he is going at it. He is—he found a spot. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, fempreg probably wouldn't be a thing if mpreg wasn't such a big thing, as tends to be the case. Men get written about more than women because they get more mm-hmm. character development. We've talked about this multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually the man who gets pregnant is a human cisgender male, and there's not really an explanation. Like people just think it's sexy. They don't be like, oh, here's the scientific reason why yeah. this man can be pregnant. But um, if there is an explanation, it's usually magic, medical experimentation, or yeah. an AU. We, we did mention we did mention Mpreg slightly during yes. the magical pregnancy did, episode because I co- did a magical pregnancy fic. Um, so that was I don't remember what episode that was. It was um, it was way back. Um, <laughs> yep. and I don't know if I maybe if I keep talking, I will find it. Um in uh just a second ha 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 oh my gosh i can't find no i can't find it um it's somewhere Whatever. in the 20s i think yeah. but anyways um where was i yeah so that that is a common one especially in like harry potter um some mm-hmm. dystopian mpreg au's like males who can get pregnant um like have different hierarchical uh status similar to so like megaverse. megaverse yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and there are like uh several mpreg fan works from the 1980s which we'll talk about in a moment but the genre wasn't really covered in fandom until like kind of the mid late 90s and nowadays mpreg is mostly just found in omegaverse um with male mm-hmm. omegas but mpreg as a trope in isolation is like getting more and more rare because of the popularity of Omegaverse, but also because of the discourse relating to transphobia and sexism uh, revolving around uh, Mpreg. So, mm-hmm. first off, with the sexism, that tends to the argument tends to be more so men, like male characters, get more development, and as such, people only want to write about males. So they're like, like uh, using Star Wars for example, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. in a moment. Um, people re- wanted to see Han Solo pregnant instead of Leia, even though like biologically speaking leia should have been the pregnant one but mm-hmm. they're like oh no we don't like girls we only like men so that's their like the sexism argument which is like so weird like because girls. i think it's so weird though because like i think like leia is probably like in my opinion like one of my like favorite female characters of all time I I, i'm sure there's leia. plenty of pregnant leia fic that you can find yeah. that that was that was just like uh the, the names yeah. that came to my mind because mm-hmm. of what we'll talk about in a moment but um yeah, there it tends to be more people don't want to write about women because they don't like the women, so they write mm-hmm. about the men, and that's where the sexist argument comes in. And then there's a lot of issues with transphobia revolving around mpreg. So one of the arguments is that people refuse to see men as anything but a penis and an anus, and like they're like they mm-hmm. can't have a vagina, you know, like trans men can't exist. So mpreg um, usually refers to like a man who has a penis and an asshole somehow mm-hmm. is pregnant. And trans men are like, okay, well, why can't a trans man be pregnant? And it's also considered mpreg. Why is that considered a normal pregnancy if that is still yeah. a man? Which is an extremely valid take. And the other, um, like, and then on the flip side, a lot of trans men are also extremely uncomfortable with mpreg because they're like, it's it's just, it, it's the same reason, but, like, in a different way. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, why would you make a male pregnant? Like, I'm not a woman anymore, so 
yeah. I don't want to be pregnant. Um, I'm a man. I shouldn't like. I don't want my womb. I don't want my uterus. So the mm-hmm. the argument is it's pretty divisive. I would say in the trans community, but obviously neither Liz nor I are trans, yeah, so we can't so... speak on uh, specifically trans men's experiences. And yeah. I'm sure trans women also have their own share on this. And let's not even get started on how non-binary people feel about this. Um, there's a lot of a lot of divisive takes on this, and it is not our place to comment on what is the quote unquote correct take just be aware that those exist and um you know if somebody tells you that they're uncomfortable something the best thing you can do is the trigger warning tag it you know and then Mm -hmm. don't like don't read um and like yeah respect it exactly you know so some canon examples um as in like media that actually has mpreg is there's uh, like an alarming amount yes i i have a couple so um Farscape, Alienation, some manga called Pata Liro, Pata Yiro. I've never heard of it before. Um, sorry if that was popular in the 80s or 90s or whenever it came out. Star Trek, Torchwood, uh, Superman, uh, Animaniacs, Fairly Odd Parents, and Futurama. All have With Kip! Kip gets pregnant in Futurama. <laughs> I love Futurama so much. I love that. I feel like we've, we've talked about this on the show we how have, much. Because like... I watched it with you because I enjoyed it. Like, I never saw it until I watched so it with Liz. Good. So fucking good. Um, And then speaking uh, so should I should I talk about the what I was originally going to do or? Yeah, I think it's like important because it, it is a part of the history. Yeah, and I mean, like... I'm going to talk more about it in a minute. But yeah. so the original plan was. I stumbled across this TikTok about two weeks ago, right before Hallmat, and I sent it to Liz. And mm-hmm. it is a scholar at um, university. I'm not entirely sure what university she is at. There's only three universities, apparently, in the country that have access to this. It is a fanzine from 1980 called uh, S-L-A-Y-S-U, or So Like and Yet So Unalike. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two copies of it. In 1980, the first, supposedly first ever Mpreg fanfiction was published in this. It is a Star Wars Han Solo Mpreg fanfic. Um, and then there's a sequel as well. Um, basically, it's a Han Solo ex Leia fic, but also Han Solo carries Leia's kid as well as his own kid. It's it's very convoluted. Um, mm-hmm. And like he has a pouch, not a womb, a pouch. It's 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 a lot. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was rated PG. The second was rated R. Keep in mind, in, I believe in 1980, PG-13 rating hadn't really been invented yet. So um, yeah, it PG was not... does include the PG uh, version does include sex. So I did, however, comment two hours ago when I was trying to do notes. I was like, kind of odd, urgent request. Is this available online? <laughs> and as we as we started recording, the notification that I got was the author responding, to, the the OP responding to me, and that's why I was like frazzled. Um, but they said no, it is not. That's why I had to get a research trip funded to read it. Jesus Christ! Like, is it like one of the things that like really confuses me is like, is it so hard for one of these like schools to like literally like wherever like is holding this sign to like literally scan it and upload it online? Like, the mm. fact that we can't access, like, I know this isn't considered, like, the most scholarly source, but, like, other I, scholarly I think sources that, like, being similarly. Used as a scholarly source, that's the thing. Like, three different universities have several, like, old fanzines to be used as scholarly articles, which I think is so fascinating. And I would love to be able to, like, get a chance to actually look at this. But yeah. um, I do just want to shout out to Old Mythos, O-L-D-M-Y-T-H-O-S, who posted this on their TikTok. And that's what brought it to my attention and such created the idea to cover this today. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, desperately searching everywhere. You literally can't find it online. Liz yeah, I was, I was, I literally went into some, like, fanzine, like, um, archives online. And, like, I was searching it and everything. And mm-hmm. It's just straight nothing. up not on there. And I think that's crazy. Um, what I did was able to find is what is considered um, 
possibly the first Mpreg fan art, which is from the 1980 Star Trek zine called uh, "And Galactic Discourse Number no. 3 by Linda White is the artist of this image. Um, and the caption is, Bones, would you come to my cabin, please? I think it's time you learn the truth about Starkos. I don't know. Star Trek. Um, and the story is beyond Starkos. So I'm assuming that this I'm... image went along with it. It's um, a Star Trek character, a male character with a very pregnant belly um, operating some computer type thing. And we'll post yeah, it on I'm... the Twitter as well. I'm not a Star Trek person either. I'm really shocked that the first Mpreg fic was from Star Wars and not Star Trek. That was also... Because... Yes, because of the fuck or die stuff with Star Trek. Definitely. Because... Just because, like, Star Trek is, like, a pioneer of so much, like, fan fan culture and, like, fan fiction mm. and everything. And with it also being, like, it's just... I, I was also I surprised. I'm pretty sure Star Trek... And, like, you can see, like, this was very clearly uh, an Mpreg Star Trek fanfic. But it was the same year. I guess the other one just got published first. Yeah. Um, and it's also entirely possible that, you know, Mpreg fanfic existed before 1980, extremely likely, and just wasn't yeah. published. Like, it yeah, was just passed exactly. around between friends um, and stuff. So, um, but the fic that I wanted to cover that Old Mythos talked about on their TikTok is called A Corellian Condition by C.A. Siebert. It's a Star Wars story in which Han Solo becomes pregnant. Um, and then, uh, then I had to I had to keep going down the list to find the fic to use because I wanted to use as early as I possibly could. Oh, here comes the ambulance. Um, there was a really bad accident on our street last night at like two a.m. Oh, so gosh. I yeah I don't know. There's been so many ambulances. Um, so then the other one I wanted to do is is a Star Trek story from 1983. It's called The Third Alternative by Billy McIver. Um, in which Kirk wants to have a child, so he talks Spock into letting McCoy do the procedure that will allow Kirk to carry one. This fan work appeared in The Voice Number 2 in 1983. And then mm-hmm. Comfort, a Blake 7 story, in which Vila or Vilal Ristal has Kuravon's baby. That was between 1983-1984. And then the fic that we did end up going with, which I'll get into when we get into the fic, is mm-hmm. Duet for Emmanuel by, um, and I love this author's name, Tung N. Cheek. Um, that's so cute i think it's very cute from 1994 and i do have a quote um that was uh like a review on this uh fic from design mm-hmm. by liza tor lisa tor um otherwise known as urzabet chronolink bathory uh chronolinch bathory referring to mpreg in general but specifically this story duet for emmanuel and it is a blake seven story i am not familiar with that piece of media but this comment is from i have no clue blake seven is either i'm assuming some sort of sci-fi thing um it's dated september 11th 1994 so this is the comment the stuff about pregnancy and nursing made me sicker than any hardcore catheter story ever concocted. Now that I think about it, no catheter story has ever made me sick at all. And actually, they kind of turned me on. But babies have no place in a slash story, as far as I'm concerned. They can be anywhere else they want, as long as it is far away from me. I just thought that was so funny. Like, the just like, no babies in my gay man fanfic. Like, um and also like and, like i said like i relate to that because i also don't like children so or not, not that i don't like children i don't like pregnancy um children are their own people i just dislike the idea the concept of children but i would never be mean to a child promise I just like the concept of children i don't i don't like the concept Amazing. of children i don't i think everyone should just spawn fully grown i really don't like babies i 
and children. I just, I don't like it. I will never be mean to a child. It is not their fault that they were brought into this world. Um, and they've done nothing wrong usually. And I'm actually like usually considered really good with kids, which pisses me off because then people are like, come watch my kid. You're good with kids. And I'm like, I don't want to. But it's uh, like, it's so fucking funny because like we're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Where oh, it's yeah. Like, you like I kids. absolutely adore children. All my friends are like this. All my friends want with kids. children. Yeah, all my friends want I kids. Wanna spe- uh, I I don't even want to be like the fun whine aunt. Like I will not be a babysitter. Like I will not the babysit thing is, my friends' kids. Not only do I like love kids, I want to like work with kids, which right. is like a whole other yeah, level I can't of like. Imagine. I want to work with kids for like the rest of my life. So it's like it's like a whole other level of like, oh, I love kids and like I want to have kids. Then to be like, I want to work with kids. <laughs> like, yeah, you're you're brave. I could never. But um, I just I thought it was funny. I was like, is that my ancestor or something from 1994? Yes. Um, um. So then, so that will be the fic we're reading. It's from uh 1994. Um. Then another uh early fic is Life from the Ashes. It's a very long X Files AU where Mulder mutated to have sex in his belly button and is frequently pregnant. Written in 2000 misconceptions Mm -hmm. by diana williams which is long 60 parts a highlander au where methos becomes pregnant as immortals are normally incapable of bearing children a lot of stories in the fandom try to figure out ways to give the immortals children sometimes a threesome was required sometimes the immortal had to be over several thousand years old and sometimes dot 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 well things happened and that was in 2001 so those are just some early examples. There are so many examples, especially in recent years. I would say in the past yeah. 10 years, we've really seen this, like, a fucking boom of uh, Oh, yeah. I Omegaverse. mean, it's because, yeah, it's because of Omegaverse that there was the boom yes. in, like, I'm preg. And there was more, not to say that there was more of, like, a reason or explanation for it, for it but it gave them, like, oh, well, like, Omega are, Omegas already have these, like, other secondary sex characteristics, so mm-hmm. we can just add the ability to be pregnant on top of that, yes. and it kind of let people, you know, yeah. go in their and, own direction. And I mean, a it. lot of, um, even in these early fics, like, a lot of the um, M-Preg stuff is seen as either comedic or um, almost satirical, like, portray of what pregnant women stereotypes are. Like, um, and that was a very common complaint in a lot of these fics is that like, oh yeah, the fic was fine, but like Kirk being pregnant was just a play on a modern pregnant woman. And it was like kind of obnoxious, like about it, you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It wasn't the serious stuff. It's the serious, serious and pregnant we get nowadays. <laughs> Listen, it's more, it's more so that like it, the character was reduced to only being pregnant and having no other mm-hmm. traits. Um, which I thought was interesting. And then um, there is something called the Mpreg, the Male Pregnancy Emporium, which was a master list slash archive for Mpreg fanfic in the early 2000s. I think specifically like 1990 through like 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had fics from The Sentinel, The Phantom Menace, Xena Warrior Princess slash Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, The X-Files, Stargate SG-1, Star Trek, and Miami Vice. I just really uh-huh. like the and Miami Vice <laughs> I love, I love how they, like, specify, like, they're not just, like, are they talking about, like, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace? Or is The Phantom Menace something else? I am actually not, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, Phantom Menace. That's so weird that they would, like, I guess at the time. At the time, it makes more sense because, like, everything was cataloged so meticulously, whereas now you would just say Star Wars. And then tags you would specify. Because I would say, like, also at that point, it was only, like, the original trilogy and episode one probably mm-hmm. out. That's probably that why 
that they specified Phantom Menace if episode one was the only like uh, prequel series out, like prequel I guess. movie out, because that is so new. So mm-hmm. everyone was writing about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, so like I said, we end up going with Duet for Emmanuel by Tongue and Cheek. Um, which yes. I am just obsessed with the name. And uh, the URL is actually pretty easy to follow. Like uh, like always, we only took a snippet from the fic. So um, if you want to read the entire thing, you can find it at liberated, L-I-B-E-R-A-T-E-D dot org dot U-K slash 1109duet.htm. Um, that's the archived link, just in case you're interested. So there are quite a few characters in this Um so I think that I will read for Avon. And I, I apologize if we mispronounce any of the names. Like we said, neither of us are familiar with the series. Um, but I'll read for Avon. And I'm just going to have you read for all the other characters. Just because there's like a bunch. And yeah. we don't know the characters enough to keep track of them. Oh, yeah. So like I said at the beginning, this unfortunately is not porn. Um, sorry. Sorry. I know some of you were looking forward to that. I was looking forward <laughs> to it. But this was just like too interesting of a concept to pass up. Not surprisingly, it was Callie who divined their secret first. She came upon Avon working alone in the main control room, repairing one of the main linkages after a long fight, flight from Federation patrols. He didn't hear her come in at once, only noticing she was there when she handed him his laser probe with a flourish and a smile. He took it slowly and smiled back. Busy? She asked. Thanks to Blake, yes. Avon indicated the burned out linkages with the net... Nezul- <laughs> negligent yes (laughs) negligent hand i could not speak for a moment you're seeing him a lot sorry you're seeing a lot of him aren't you am i deciding that a pretense of not knowing what she meant would not advance him greatly avon turned and considered the aron for a long moment he said i have often thought about it i have often thought it a good thing you are only a sending telepath she was clearly taken aback why is that if you were a reading telepath you could make things uncomfortable for me that's such an interesting concept though just ascending telepath i assume that that's part of the canon media of no Blake that Seven. is no i'm saying that's just like an interesting yeah. concept. right i'm saying never I, yeah really heard of that. i it definitely is yeah like you can send your thoughts but you can't hear thoughts i do like that mm-hmm. i would feel much more comfortable if that's how telepaths worked oh yeah i don't understand callie seemed to think for a moment then asked are you involved in a relationship with Blake? Yes. Avon believed it was beneath him to lie. I hate this, bitch. bitch <laughs> but, but I mean, this is the them. early 90s. Yeah, I guess. Makes sense. Fuck. Period typical homophobia. Period typical homophobia, no! That's the period typical homophobia tag. I don't know if homophobia homophobia I've talked about that on here before, but those are some of our favorite tags. This one because is it's like, so period typical homophobia. homophobia. Period typical sexism. Because, like, because I see that a lot because I read Stucky. It's just so, so funny, though. Uh, but Avon, you're a man. Have oh you, my gosh. Have you ever heard of the Thorachi? Vaguely. I'm I pronounced that right. Yeah. Vaguely, they're isolationists like my own people. They don't believe in space tra- travel. They believe it's unethical. Not quite. The Thorachi belief system involves quite involves absolute obedience to their idea of godhood. The gods place them on Thorak for a reason, and it is a matter of sinful disobedience to be thankless enough to want to leave. What else do you know about them? Oh God, um, I I do. I'm gonna give a trigger warning in the uh, show notes and also right now that there 
uh, is what is now considered to be pretty transphobic writing, but at the time was not quite considered um, transphobic. Okay. Gosh, I have to say it. If you're not comfortable saying it, I don't mind. I am personally not comfortable okay, saying I can that say word. It. Yeah, so um, the sense it's, is just, you can read it and I'll read the yeah. word. <laughs> it's rumored that they're hermaphrodites. Is this relevant? Um, if you're lucky enough to not understand like the history behind that word, I envy you. But um, yeah. herma- herma- hermaphrodites, it, hermaphrodite is um, the uh, existence of both male and female genitalia. Um, and the entire like the existence of both like a fully grown and developed penis and testes and a fully grown and developed vagina uterus womb etc is not never been recorded in humans like we don't have any um evidence that anyone has ever existed with both fully developed sets of genitals but intersex people do exist um and there are multiple types of intersex people i encourage you to like do some research wikipedia has a great quick list of um some examples of the types of uh intersexism or intersex rather um there's just so much to cover and hermaphrodite usually is used as a negative word towards intersex Mm -hmm. people um a very common example for if you're still confused on intersex a very common example is someone will be born with a mostly developed vagina but internal testes so the testes are like inside where kind of where their womb might be or where their uh, actual vagina might be so it's it's that sort of thing and usually um there's a big issue especially and it's become uh brought more to light in recent years of when intersex children are born if they're born with a if they are supposed to be this is all like in quotation but if they're quote-unquote supposed to be a biological female and they might have something that looks like male genitalia that is visible corrective surgery is often done uh, by the request of the parents or even the doctors without the parents request to Mm -hmm. quote-unquote make their kid normal so it's a big issue so that's kind of why the word hermaphrodite is considered like to be pretty offensive um and yeah and you please don't use it yeah and you often see it like in omegaverse for example like um omegas will have or even alphas will have both sets of genitalia they're not considered intersex usually um sometimes they are considered intersex but like it, it's very Same separate within, than real um, people like within certain like uh futinari fix as well yes and yeah. even the term futinari i've seen like some people be really offended by right so yeah. and just like the um, the word trap for instance as can be yeah. very offensive so um yeah we just little, we just want to make lesson. it clear that, that there's there's a lot to unpack behind this little word this kind of topic it's <laughs> yes. very it's very like there's just so much like discourse surrounding it and mm-hmm. like neither of us are really like we're not experts and we're and we're not not, like the people to like really be commenting on it we're only bringing up like kind of it would be very wrong of us to not pass bring it on as people say yeah so uh moving on from that i'm Tharachi. i'm therefore not a man but even if i were a man it would be blake's choice and mine of course now i believe you're Tharachi. avon was somewhat nonplussed why now only a Thirachi could have made such a mess of that sentence and got away with it. How many of us have you known? A few. I've traveled to your planet on a diplomatic mission when I was younger. It was a very strange. Sorry, it was very strange after the comparative freedom of Aura. All of that theeing and thouing and keeping your hair covered and never speaking out of turn. I wonder why you stood it. Avon laughed. The description very apt. 
why do you think I left? It's more a case of how did you leave rather than why. I took advantage of the opportunities offered me. Were there any? If you'd lived there all your life, yes. And of course, a a little lateral thinking helped. And luck, she asked, amused. Luck had nothing to do with it. The Thirachi men, the, I'm, pro- I'm going to pronounce the seer, S-Y-R, or yeah. I guess more the sir would be more accurate, or sire, I don't fucking know, S-Y-R, the sir, corrected Avon. They, sir, told the or, Orane? Oranai, I would assume. Oranai, okay, that their advantaged position was caused by the Assyri? Assyri? Assyri hormonal system. I apologize that we did not do more research on some words. This is like from, I did like a quick little Google search and it looks like this is like, a, it was like a sci-fi series literally shown on the BBC in like the late 80s. Like I had a in the feeling 80s. it was British because a lot of the spelling being used is British spelling. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I just was noticing that and I was like. So it was on the BBC. So yeah. That makes a lot more sense. So. Even so, I would just I think we can assume that majority of this, like the pe- person who wrote this, is probably also British, and that people who consumed this were also British at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the tech considered the point for a few moments. I suppose it's always possible, but then anything's possible. In fact, that would explain the other men's reaction to him. Avon had lived among humans for a very long time and knew he tended to judge behavior by human standards. And by those standards, Vila and Gan had both been treating him oddly. One thing Avon would not have considered was a physical cause. Liberator had a very good medical section. One thing that everyone aboard appreciated. Avon was there taking a sample of blood when Blake found him. Why are you doing that? And then Avon and Blake are together in this. The leader asked. Avon fed the sample into the medical analyzer. I'm checking something. Are you ill? Blake came over and put an arm around Avon. What's What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with me. He could see Blake didn't believe him. He was still looking worried by the very idea that his beloved Avon might be ill. Then why are you doing this? Blake stood at Avon's shoulder, watching the results printing out. Why are you checking your pheromone and hormone levels? Not the pheromones! (laughs) Not the pheromones! Oh my god! moment. I... What do you mean? Oh, wait, 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 I skipped the thing. My bad. Callie gave me an idea. The men aboard have been ignoring me. I wondered if you might be the reason why. I... What do you mean? Among my people, it is said that a wed Assyriae holds no interest, sexual interest, for anyone other than the husband. I thought it was just an absurdity, but maybe it isn't. You're saying the... How are we saying you're saying this? Seer? Sir? Seer. Keep their... Asinae? Asinai? Yeah, Asinai. we said that. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden away. If they have no interest for other other seer sir, yeah. sir seer, why bother? Tradition. Assyriae are property and sir don't mis- display their wealth to others. Oh. <laughs> the medical computer printed out a slew of results which Avon held up, clearly comparing one set with another. Blake watched curiously for a few moments, then with more concern as what little color Avon had had drained from his face. What's wrong, Avon? Blake thought his beloved was going to faint. He reached out and helped Avon to a chair. The Syriai took the glass of water Blake handed him and sipped slowly. I was right about my hormone levels having changed to repel other men. It seems the effect isn't confined to Sir. 
human men have the same result. That can't be all. Uh, the other thing is... What? Blake couldn't bear the suspense. I'm... pregnant. What? I'm pregnant. Blake almost rocked back on his heels. I thought you said that was impossible. It seems my people were wrong. Avon put the test results down. He was shaking slightly. Now Blake was very worried. He'd seen Avon battle the Federation, his hands rock steady and om with almost a gleam of enjoyment in his eyes. Now he looked scared. How far? He asked. Twenty-one days. You can tell that soon? I can't. The medical computer can. And before you ask, it's not a mistake. He sighed. I'd better tell Callie. Eventually. Callie? Why Callie? Avon looked a bit bemused. I'll need someone to nurse me through it. And no, you won't do. You're going to have the child, then? Of course. The Assyriae looked astonished. Of course, you're human. You don't see things in the same way. Avon put his hand out and took Blake's. The rebel squeezed it reassuringly. For the first time that Blake had known him, Avon had, had sounded lost, afraid. The rebel put his arm around his lover and helped him up, then held him as they walked to Avon's cabin. This was the first time they had braced in the public area of the ship throughout choice. They had touched at other times, but these had been as a result of Federation action or an accident. Suddenly, it didn't really matter to Blake if they were seen or not, and Avon was beyond caring. Avon had kept his cabin a few degrees cooler than Blake preferred, and the rebels shivered slightly as they entered. The tech smiled at him bleakly, but allowed himself to be led to the bed, where he sat looking dis disconsolate. Blake sat down beside him and pulled Avon into his arms, offering silent comfort. After a long time, Avon spoke. You don't want your child, do you? I have never thought about it. With the life I lead, I never thought the question would arise. You? I didn't think I could. I live among humans. I never thought one could give me a child, and I learned not to think about it. So you wanted one once? Avon sighed. I was brought up to believe that I would have them. It wasn't a question of wanting or not wanting, not the way human women talk about it. I was fertile, so therefore I would marry and bear children. I do think um, this is an interesting statement. Like, um, it's not the same way that women think about it. It's different. But no, like, majority of, like not even just women but like humans in general like they just think about like the traditional nuclear family life path they don't think about like oh i could not have kids or i could have more kids it's just like i think i'll have two kids and a husband like sort of yeah thing, when so. when people bring up like yeah i'm not gonna have kids it's seen as such a what do you mean right. like what you'll want them eventually or like how right. could you not want and kids? just like just the sense i was fertile so therefore i would marry and bear children that is basically what majority of women are brought up to think mm -hmm. and then you know um i would say that's very different in the queer community but even then there are still a bunch of like queer women who are like yeah i can have kids so i'm gonna have kids yeah exactly it's um yeah no it's um we talked about this a lot of my gender and power class this like kind of heteronormative idea of mm. like raising a family and being forced into like i have to marry someone have two to three kids and live in a white picket fence in the suburbs and exactly all of, all of that sarasota kind of florida vibes as i refer to <laughs> it's um it's like it's very interesting to kind of see this um kind of turned on its head within another alien society yeah. and um like it sounds so silly when the alien says it and then but like, then oh, you're like wait, wait but no, that's what that's we how do it works. yeah mm -hmm. uh okay your line um and when you ran away... It wasn't because I didn't want to have children. I expected to. It was the seer they wed me to. I hated him on sight. In Blake's arms, Avon shivered. 
By reputation among other Assyrii, he was a brute, and he was wed to several others. He didn't need me. I took my chance and ran. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. This is probably perfectly um, obvious to you, and I know it sounds stupid, but why was it expected of you that you will have children? The Rachi have a rather low fertility level. Only about 60% of Assyria can have children at all. Then, Dino are infertile, and I know not all Sarah are fertile either, despite the, what they would like off-worlders to believe. Testing is mandatory, and I was found to be among the top 10% of the population. My brain wasn't bad either. The clan I was due to wed into was thrilled at the prospect. Avon sounded bitter. A genius and a broadmare all in one package. It was too good to be true. So, you objected? Blake had longed to know about Avon's past, and some aspects of his behavior were now explained. To the marriage, not the children. One chance at beating me was all he got, Avon sighed. I said he was a brute. I'm sorry. It's your business, after all. What are you grinning at? Humans! Asir would demand to know and give me no peace until I told him everything. You're just as curious, but you won't ask. Culture. That's all. Avon couldn't resist an acid comment. Humans have no culture. They have no time for it. <laughs> so true, Bestie. Especially the white ones. So, so fucking true, Bestie. <laughs> uh, sorry, I lost my place. What laughing. do you mean? What do you mean? Blake looks surprised. Have you any idea what a Syria I do all day? Obviously not. Blake was amused. The more he knew of Avon, the less human the tech became. The same was true of Callie, but he was not as close to her and had less chance to observe. This did not mean the tech was any of the less lovable. Blake adored whatever mood he was in, remote or affectionate, alien or not. So what do Assyriae do all, um, do all day? All the domestic things. Clean, wash, cook, and all the cultural things. Paint, make music, write. And work on computers. Avon grinned. That also. I was a mathematician. How did I guess? It should be obvious. Blake smiled teasingly. Do you have any other skills I should know about? Chess Grandmaster. Of course, it wasn't quite what you would call chess. I learned that much later when I entered human society. But it was near enough. I'm a more than reasonable cook. What about you? Are you hiding any skills? Music? Art? Sewing? I don't think so, Avon. I can sing a little and draw. I only mentioned sewing because my mother spent years trying to teach me, but for some reason I could never manage it. My mind kept on sliding back to math and computers. What do the seer do with their time? Blake asked. I never did find out. Live off the efforts of the Assyria, as far as I could see. And the others? The Theno? Ah, they communicate with God. Really? So it was said. Personally, I never believed a word of it. But if that's what everyone around you believes, it's difficult to question. A truth universally presented becomes true of the listeners, however much bullshit it is. Holy shit, like, this author... <laughs> This is like the greatest philosophical work I've ever seen. I know it's so good. Like this is this is what I would read in my philosophy class. Like, uh, fuck, fuck what? all the old philosophy we read. Only, only fan fiction from the eighties and the nineties. Eighties and nineties fan 90s, fiction truly that's was it. the like answer to the questions Peak. about the universe. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? That is such like a deep line. They must have like I feel like they had to have stolen that from something. There's no way that a truth universally presented becomes true of the listeners, however much bullshit it is. That's, there's no way that this is, like, the first time in history that this sentence was written. Like, Honestly, right? I, I have a feeling that this was probably, like, written by, like, a college student studying that's what philosophy. I, that's what I feel like. I just, I just looked up the line, like, I just copy-pasted it into Google. It doesn't show up anywhere. 
I love that line. This is like this is this is the only That's time brilliant. in existence. That's incredible. That's tongue line. in cheek. You really outdid yourself. Your tongue is in your cheek. Like, <laughs> wow, wow. You've always been a cynic, haven't you, Avon? Yes. Why? I thought it was just my presence. That's all. My mother hated me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Me too, bestie. You're not special. <laughs> said Avon inconsequentially after a pause. Surely not. I thought he did. It can't be easy to have a child perpetually asking questions like, why? Or, do you really believe that? Or even, can you prove it? Or one who says things like, you may believe that if you please, but I can prove the opposite. Okay, so it just sounds like you were an obnoxious kid. (laughs) Humans got plenty of those. I thought all children were like that. Exactly. For all I know, all human children are. The Rachi children are not supposed to be. One is there to listen, obey, and keep quiet. So it sounds to me like in, I don't know if this is canon, like if what Avon is saying is canon lore, I'm assuming that this is extrapolated by the author and Mm -hmm. is more fanon than canon. But this to me just sounds a lot like they are putting like Thirachi or whatever, like Avon is, they're just, they're feminizing it. They are, this is what the role of a woman is. You know, women are there to be seen, not heard. So it's like almost like a very interesting like feminist take. It feels like yeah, it's cool. This whole thick feels like a very feminist take on primacy and like men versus women in society. I don't know if that's just me, but like it's very interesting. Like this feels like this very much feels like something Liz would write for her uh, philosophy class. Um, me honestly, I wanna I wanna be like I wanna write more philosophy. I was like literally thinking about this the other night. I don't know why. I was thinking about how I wanted to write like more philosophy stuff. You and I are like the polar opposites when it comes to academics. I will be well, happy if I never is, touch philosophy again. You. I that in intro to philosophy I fucking hated. That last philosophy class I took amazing. Greatest fucking philosophy class ever. And I'm so upset that you didn't take it with me. Mm. Yeah, I'm also a little bitter. I'm not gonna lie. Uh <laughs> like a- that last philosophy class made me love philosophy. My first philosophy class made me fucking hate it. <laughs> yes, you're valid. You're you're so valid, Bessie. Um, I also just like uh, I are, are, have always liked analyzing um, like that's true. Fa- um, like stuff. works and like everything from lenses whether or not that's philosophical, psychological, all of that BS. Right. I like that anyway. Right. So yeah, <laughs> um, where the fuck were we in this? I, I forgot. It's my line. Don't worry. Avon turned large somber eyes on Blake. Do you think I will make the mistakes with my child that my mother made with me? After oh my a moment's God. thought, Blake offered. Jesus Christ! I know. That's why I'm saying this fic is, like, crazy. Hard. I mean, I think, though, like, at you know, at this time, when the only fic that you get is what's passed around, you're trying to make your fic, like, be the best. Like, you want it to be remembered. And clearly, yeah. this ends up being remembered. Yeah. I don't think so. You're not on Thirachi, and you don't have the cultural mores she, he, had. Avon snorted at Blake's hesitation. Ah, the paucity of, I don't even know that word, paucity of the human tongue. The rebel did not allow himself to be distracted. Unless you want to back the Thirach, I guess, Thirach? Mm-hmm. Oh, unless you want to back the Thirach to have the baby there. You're assuming I will go through with this. 
you just said you would, and it's your body, Avon. I'll help you. Holy shit, because this is a nice lore, too. Like, I fucking is, love this. This is very. Snaps. Snaps. This is like, honestly, like, minus some of the language used, like, this is like very progressive thinking, I would say, for like mm-hmm. early 90s. I mean, I know, I know that like, progressive um and stuff progressive thoughts were in existence in the early 90s i'm not acting like i'm not trying to act like you know these thoughts weren't had until now but it's not as common yeah definitely so it's really it's really cool to see this reflected and also to see that the whole concept of like nerds and fandom spaces tend to be more progressive than the outside world like is still pretty true Mm mm-hmm uh, go ahead. I'll help you if I'm able, but the final decision, whether you have the child and where, remains yours. As the weeks passed, it seemed to Blake that though the tech had said nothing, a decision had been taken to have the child, and also to remain on the Liberator. On the other hand, it seemed to Blake that he was delaying telling the rest of the crew, even Callie, but it was only when he noticed thickening around Avon's waist that he decided to say something. After all, it was either tell them or have them guess for themselves. He and Avon usually shared a cabin when their sleep cycles coincided, so Blake wasn't at all surprised to feel the tech beside him when he woke up, and he hauled himself up onto one elbow and looked down at his partner's sleeping face. As always, he was struck by Avon's almost ethereal beauty, a beauty most in evidence when he was asleep. Having looked his fill, he lay back down again and pulled Avon into his arms, running his hands down the Assyria's belly, imagining that he could feel the new life within, feel it pulsing under his palms. His eyes filled with tears, and he pulled Avon closer and sighed. (laughs) Good grope? <laughs> Avon? <laughs> I love that. Avon! Though by this time, he could usually tell when Avon was joking. Blake didn't always appreciate his partner's sense of humor. He smiled into the soft, dark hair. <clears throat> Am I imagining it, or are you getting bigger? He asked. I suppose I should be growing by now. Why? This was an opportunity for Blake to express his concerns. Have you told any of the others yet? Avon wasn't stupid. I suppose by that you mean it's about time I did. Yes. You wouldn't care to? One of the problems with personal responsibility <clears throat> is that it's just that. Personal. In other in other words, no, I wouldn't. You're ashamed, accused Avon. No, I think merely that as it is your your decision, you should be prepared to explain it. If it makes you feel better, I'm quite sure they will all accoust me about it later. You're right. I was hoping I'd be able to avoid it somehow. That's not like you. I'm afraid it is. I have never cared for discussing personal matters with strangers. Blake looked down at him. Do you still consider the rest of the crew strangers, even after all uh, even after all this time? Avon's voice was dead, void of inflection. Yes, even now. <clears throat> I want to say, like, I really love how... Not that, like, other fan fictions have unnatural dialogue, but, like, this dialogue is really good. Like, it's flowing really well, and I can, like, imagine people talking. Yes, and what's interesting, too, is we it's so much just, like, back and forth. Like, quote, 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 like, sentence, sentence. There's, there's no, very little of he said, she said, she like, said. blah, blah, blah. And which is, like, which usually, usually, usually it, it makes words run together. It makes the dialogue, like, feel flat and um, uninteresting. But I think you're right. Like, this feels very natural. It doesn't run, it flows. Yeah, it flows really well. And I feel like a huge gripe we tend to have on this podcast with, like, fan fiction with these back and forths is that there's too much of the he said, she said, or mm-hmm. or he scoffed, he laughed. Like, there's just too much or of it. Or in the words of Stephanie Meyer, he smirked his crooked half smile. <laughs> <laughs> his crooked 
fucking half smile. Like, sometimes, like, if it's, like, a good back and forth, you don't need to say he or she said all of the Right, time. if it's natural and it's quick-paced, like this conversation is, it works. It works. Me too. The text smiled gently, as if laughing at himself. Not you. I'll make an exception for you. Uh, Callie was surprised to see Avon enter the medical unit and stand looking at her as if uncertain. Are you ill, Avon? No, I'm fine, thank you. He wandered over to the medical computer and looked away for a few moments, then turned back. Callie, I have to tell you something. Sit, uh, sit down. The tech picked a chair as if at random, and Callie sat down not far from him and tried to look receptive. When after a few moments he still hadn't spoken, she asked, Have you had a row with Blake? No, nothing like that. It's difficult for me to say, and it's important that you understand, because I shall need your help. Go on. Callie, I'm going to have a child. Whatever she had been expecting, (laughs) this wasn't it. What? Who? Blake. Who else? I'm sorry, Avon. That was stupid of me. You're sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. It's due in seven months. I love how, like, how matter-of-fact and to the point this, like, character is. I don't want to, like, you know, assign it a neurodivergent, like, this character neurodivergency because, I don't know, but that, it's reading very neurodivergent to me. (laughs) Reading just a little, like, autistic ADHD to me. (laughs) So you're two months? No, three. The Rachi gestation period is longer than a human, a month and a half longer. Before you asked, I've considered it an abortion and rejected it. Kelly was silent for a moment and then said, You said you would need my help. Yes, I'll need someone with me when when it's born. But surely Blake... I meant someone apart from him. I'm not even sure I want him there. How can anyone desire someone they've seen like that? Though he seemed to be thinking aloud, Callie answered him anyway, trying to be reassuring. People seem to manage. Vila reacted perhaps predictably by collapsing in almost hysterical laughter. It was some time before Avon managed to convince the hiccuping hiccoughing thief that he wasn't joking that he was really pregnant and really honestly was going to have a child when he had finally been convinced vila said well fuck me backwards which invitation avon refused (laughs) that's where i decided to cut our little excerpt um i just i thought it was very uh interesting i enjoyed that thick it almost makes me want to consume the media but i tend to not enjoy like um uh, like live action older sci-fi shows i prefer you know to read it more than watch sci-fi oh yeah personal preference. but um i that was really it was really well written um it's really cool to see also like the difference in how fanfic looks from earlier times to now i don't know if that like and we haven't read a whole lot of earlier fanfic so we can't you know be definitive on it but if that's how most mm-hmm. fanfic looks and read um in the 80s and 90s it's very different to now like we said like the whole dialogue back and forth um very little he said she said it's just straight dialogue back and forth there's not as much descriptive um stuff being yeah written. it's mostly just like someone has a scene in mind that scene gets acted out it's not about uh, making the reader imagine the scene it feels very much more of a personal I also, like, I also would note, probably at this time, the fanfictions that were getting published and spread around more on this, like, within zines are going to be people who are older anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like, I don't think kids in middle school or high school had access to submitting to these zines as they have much more access to, like, 
uh, Wattpad, AO3, fanfiction.net as they do now. Mm-hmm. So not to say that like a middle schooler or a high, school can- high schooler can't write something good, but they just can't write to the level of possible let's say someone who's in college or in their late 20s or 30s so it's going to be a completely different like writing style but not only that yeah like you're saying they literally back um like 20 30 years ago these kids didn't have access to these spaces to like submit their works the internet really really birthed fan fiction like or i would say birth i would say like you know older nerds made fan fiction walk and then the internet allowed it to run yeah it's um it's really interesting looking back i mean i'm a huge dork learning about fan fiction history and just fandom mm-hmm. history in general i mean i literally bought like a whole academic we literally like, run this pa- podcast we run this podcast i brought like, i literally bought a whole academic book on like different academic sources on queer baiting and i wrote um a paper on it and stuff yeah, yeah. so going into deep dives with stuff like this and looking at older older fan fictions is like so fucking cool it's really neat so yeah, um, so back to, like, you know, overall MPREG, I don't think Liz or I are going to try and keep consuming it. Um, I've never been one to read any type of pregnancy within fanfiction right. anyway, so yeah. it's just, like, not on my mind when I'm reading fanfiction, you know Very what I mean? rarely I will allow pregnancy to come into my fanfics, but, like, I have fully dropped a fit. Like, I was reading this specifically. I was reading this Overwatch fic years ago. Um, it was a Reaper Soldier fic. It was, happened to be Omegaverse. And 50 chapters in, the author drops in the Mpreg tag, and I was out. I said, peace. Yeah. I spent two years reading this. I'm done. I cannot handle this. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm... It feels like a, there's just like such like a a quiet sense of quietude after um something like this like reading something like this it just feels like I feel at peace. I'm <laughs> like there's like I'm this. like what else can I say like that was good yeah. you know. So um, um do we yeah. want to just call it there and move on to our socials? Yeah, I think so. There's okay, cool. I don't know if there's much more we can add. There really you know? isn't a lot to wrap up on here. So Liz, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at LazilyLiz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at FlightyTheNerd. Liz, where can we find more about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or Third Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like questions, comments, suggestions, or any good Maze Runner or Twilight fanfics, please send them to tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to this show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Yep, thank you guys. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. Have a happy new year. And the next time we see you guys, I think we'll have hit a thousand listens. Yeah, that'll be cool. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.